Hello, my name is Lynn Hardy. We are here today talking about dreams and visions from God and what they mean according to biblical uh, interpretations. In this meeting today, it's going to be a little different than meetings of the past, for the Lord has sent me with a vision and an interpretation of it. I'm going to give that vision and the interpretation, and then we'll discuss the difference between a dream and a vision and what to do when you don't understand the interpretation, when the interpretation doesn't seem to make sense. So let's begin today. And I'm going to share with you this uh, vision that came, and it came the day after God's people, uh, re they, they uh, celebrate Yom Hazamat. It's the day they receive receiving the Torah, the, the law of Moses, the law, God's law. It's the day after they received that, that I received this vision in the night. I received it and, it and it just kept in my mind over and over. I couldn't shake it. Every time my mind was still, up popped this vision and it was very troubling to my spirit. And last night, uh, as, I, <laughs> at the, as I ended Mother's Day and I started praying to the Lord, up again came this vision and I started asking him for interpretation. And the interpretation came and it came quick. And I was up until 4.44 a.m. writing this down because I could not sleep. I, I had no tiredness at all. It was like it was noon until I wrote this down. I tell you this because 4.44 does have a specific meaning. Uh, three is perfection in the spirit Four is God cre God's creative works. In this case, it was the vision that shows God's movement in the coming future. This vision is metaphorical. This means that don't be scared and worried when you hear what's, what I'm going to talk about because it's pretty scary sounding. It's metaphorical. So stick around for the interpretation. This vision had two parts. The first scene sets the background. It's the setting for what he's going to tell me next. I was in a house with my husband. An attack came which threatened my life and the life of the man who lived in the house with us. My husband told me, I love you. And he gave me a second laptop. Then I overheard my husband telling the other man, I will not let anyone destroy you. I will protect you. Don't worry. I pondered the difference in what was said. It seemed to me that my husband loved me, but he hadn't said he would keep me safe. As he walked me towards the front door, towards my car, I asked him, you told the other guy that you would keep him safe you didn't tell me that you would keep me safe. Are you going to keep me safe and protect me? And my husband said, yes, that's right. I only told him that I would do that. At that point, I collapsed into a heap and I curled into a fetal position as I sobbed, knowing my love wouldn't guarantee my safety. Now, as most dreams, in, in many, many dreams, 
my husband is actually the Lord in this dream. Um, but what, what about this other man that he's expressing love for? More, he seems more love than he has for me, right? Because he didn't promise to keep me safe. What is going on here? This was very troubling until I realized the Holy Spirit brought it very clearly that in this dream, I was actually the Gentiles, the Gentile nations, the church, the body of, of Christ on this earth. The other man was Israel. Remember, man was created before woman, just like this man was Israel and I was the church which came after and I was a woman. Men sow seeds. We talk about the seeds of Abraham. And the Lord never guarantees the safety to the church. He actually says quite the opposite. Remember in his word, he is the word, but in his word, he also says that persecution will come, that many people will lose their lives. But what he did give was the guarantee that he's going to double up our ability to connect with the outside world. That's what a laptop means. A laptop means um, spreading the gospel through um, internet communication, through worldwide communication, because that's what we do in our laptops. We connect to the whole world, <laughs> and we can bring God's message that way. So this is the setting of the dream. Um, it's about the church, his body, and the attack that will come in the future. You have to keep this in mind when hearing the next part of the dream. In the second scene of this dream, I was in a house with a man I didn't know. I was in the bedroom walking towards the bedroom door. There was no roof. I could see the stars above us. And when I glanced up, the stars appeared to form a net-like pattern. And some kind of form, head kind of came out of it, but it was very vague and, and very hard to see. Um, I looked it to the guy and I said, did you see that? And the man had missed it. I said, hmm, well, how are the prepara preparations are going? I just kind of dismissed it and started talking about preparations. The scene changed as I asked the question and I could see the answer to that question. There was a barn with glass windows on half of the roof. There was a chute down one side and they had received a large load of onions. And the people inside hustled about storing provisions. Most of the people um, were outside this particular barn. There were only a few people in there. And I knew that they were expecting more. Immediately I was back into the house again um, heading towards the, the bedroom door, and I looked up, and again, in the sky, the stars appeared, and it formed a net-like pattern, and this time I could see that what was coming out of it was a, was a very dark iron helmet. It was like a dark grayish black, not black, not gray, um, and it was the, the torso and the he head of a knight. And I, and I asked, pointing up to the sky, did you see that? <laughs> And again, he, he had missed it once more. I asked him, um, at this point we started talking again, and 
I said, I told him, I said, I think the time's getting close. And he's like, no, 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 no. There's time yet. We, we have plenty of time yet. Um, and he said, no, we, um, the preparations aren't clearly made yet. You know, there are, there's much that has gone into preparation for those 18 months of provision um, for some, but I know that there's more that's going to be done. So he, he kept, re, kept saying, no, 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 there's time left. There's time left. Um, there's, you know, 18 months um, and, and pr of provision for some, and there's still more that are going to come in. I knew that some meant very few. Very few had, had, per, had set up this provision. Very few had come in. Once again, after he said that, the pattern appeared, and this was the fourth time that it appeared, and it was soon after that third time, right on the heels of it. And this time, the pattern, the stars were so close. They were right over the roof. It clearly could be seen. And that head and shoulders of the night appeared in the building with us. And as it did, um, these demons appeared all over this land. These demons, I don't know if you've seen the movie Gremlins, it looked like the evil gremlins. They had this malted, you know, black and, and green skin and sharp teeth and, and, you know, slanted eyes and big giant ears. They looked horrible and they had these big long claws. They were humanoid in shape and they're about the size of a human. And they began ta attacking everyone. I drew a sword and they ran for me, but they were attacking everyone else and everyone else was dying. And so I ran towards the barn and everyone in there was safe um, from the attack. But the windows had, had uh, many of them had fallen and were cracked and damaged and glass had come down. And I asked to see how everyone was doing. Once I found out everyone was safe inside the barn, um, I went out into the courtyard area and there were, uh, found the guy who, who owned the house, who, who was the owner of the land. And he said, I've got a friend who has a pickup truck. He's going, going to take us across the Mississippi border. And I said, okay. And so I jumped in the back of the pickup truck. He was in the cab with his friend and we headed across the Mississippi line. As we were driving, I saw what was happening, both in the spirit and in, in, the, in the barn. I, first I saw um, the enemy and he was saying, look at them scurrying about. Some has, have survived send down the fire <laughs> and so fire rained from the heaven and the people in the bunker went underground and the building was completely de de demolished and all the people were destroyed that had not crossed the county line or the state line for mississippi the guy who owned or who owned the property wanted to go back and i told him no can't you see judgment has come from heaven you can't go back there. There's nothing left. It's been destroyed by God. Okay, that was the dream. <laughs> Pretty scary, right? Here's what it means. In this dream, I am not me. Once again, I am a church. That's what the, the topic of this dream is. It's about the worldwide churches. The man in the house is actually the entire body of believers. We are the church of God right? We are the, the believers collectively make the body of Christ. The stars um, are the, is the enemy acting in heaven, laying a trap for God's church. That's the net. The night is Satan, the dark night who's leading the charge. 
the people scurrying about are all ministries of God. They're churches. They're small, you know, they're branches of God's church, what we would call churches. The barns are the literal storehouses of God. When we think about a church, it's not just um, a name. There's a church that we go to. And we call the churches where we go, the storehouse of God. We bring the provision in or tithe into those storehouses. So let's, let's interpret this dream or this vision one, one step at a time. So agape, I'm agape. We've become part of the worldwide church. That's the bedroom, that's intimacy. This began with a message from God about the plans of the enemy to attack God's churches. The food um, from God is often uh, food, meaning messages from God, things that we uh, us, that strengthen us for God, that teach us about God. That's the onions. I ask God, why are there onions in the storehouse? Why is that the the provision for those who are taking shelter? It's because going to the courts of heaven is like peeling an onion. It's one layer at a time, and it's also stuff that brings weeping because we're talking about our sin. We're, we're confessing our sin, return, turning from it. And often it, it can be a strong thing that is hard to swallow if you haven't been operating in the courts of heaven. So it's the courts of heaven, the onions that provide the provision and, and the, the protection for churches, the storehouses, the actual buildings. Many people don't think that um, sin affects us, that we have grace and mercy through the blood of Jesus. That is true. However, the grace and mercy, just like it only lasted for a time period for Israel, will only last for a time period for God's church. There will come a time when God will release judgment because we haven't taken time to learn his ways and, and walk in them. Agape, Agape Christian Fellowship, our goal is to teach God about the courts and that particular message, which can be found in Why Doesn't God Speak to Me? That, that book is the first appearance of the net. It's the first warning to the church that we need to turn from certain things or else we will be attacked by the enemy. The other thing that marks me as Agape is that we interact with the church, the worldwide body of Christians not churches, you know, the individual organizations. We, we interact with Christians um, directly. We don't have a, a church building. We don't have a storehouse. We're directly, intimately, transparently connected to the worldwide body of believers via the internet and the free books and possibly coming other, other ways to connect with you. So this dream is the second time that net has appeared. It's God revealing a little more detail about what's going to happen. It's a second warning that attack is going to come. So what does the 18 months mean? There, remember there were 18 months that they were preparing and storing up food for? I kept asking the Lord about that. And the information came as soon, as soon as I let go of my own heart and what I thought I knew. 18 is the number that means judgment and destruction. Months is a specific period of time 
this so 18 months is saying that these churches are learning about and are feeding on it and, are, and know about um, the fact that God brings judgment upon his people in a certain period of time. And it can also bring destruction. It, can all, it also refers, I believe, to the amount of time that we'll see the churches come under attack from the enemy. It'll be a year and a half period, which will wipe out all of them, all church buildings. Okay, and how is that destruction going to come to place? Okay, going to take place? Well, we see that in this vision. The first attack, it came by those gremlins, those demons appearing and directly attacking the people the, the, that represented the leaders of these churches. I'm, I represent Agape because I'm the leader of Agape. So the other people walking around are, represent the leaders of the other churches out there. These attacks come upon them physically. They're demons that are sent. Some of, some of them, the demons, were actually inside of people. It's like I could see that they were transparent, and there was a demon inside, and those, those people would attack the, uh, other people. You know? So the attacks not only came from the, the demons, but from people that had demons inside them. So this means that there's going to be a, an attack on God's, the leaders of God's churches, and it's going to attack them physically, and many of them will die or they'll be removed from ministry because of health concerns. They'll retire. They're, they're just, they're, their churches are going to collapse as this happens. They're going to be destroyed. Now, the next thing that comes, um, well, we know why well, I've already talked about the onions being the hard things. And it's the courts of heaven that, that they need to be aware of that revelation. Be aware of the judgment that has already been seen coming. The next thing that happened was the crossing of the Mississippi line. What does that have to do with? And why did fire rain down only for those who did not cross that Mississippi state line? The word Mississippi means great river. It's about the Mississippi River that runs down the middle of the United States. It, a river in a dream or a vision represents a barrier, something that has to be crossed, has to be overcome. A state is a division of people and, of, um, and land according to the system the government has set up. So each state has to be certified by the government. It has to be recognized by the government. What this dream is saying is that the churches need to get out of the government system. They need to come across that great barrier of that government system that the second attack from the enemy, the second judgment from God will be against every church that isn't free of the barrier of the 501c3 system. Now, this isn't only in America. So in your country, your church may have government rules over them somehow. And that will be how the enemy attacks next. I do believe that the next time God sends a vision or information about this, it's going to make that net of the enemy even more clear, and especially how the government will attack the churches. So we will save that and let the Lord bring more clarification before I say any more. Notice that all the storehouses, all the buildings, even the one that had turned to the courts were destroyed. And the leaders had to go underground. 
by that next attack of the enemy. Agape was still speaking directly to the church, the worldwide body of believers, as they were riding in a pickup truck of a friend. I believe that pickup truck represents uh, going towards your destiny, but it goes, I, I believe it's through the internet and possibly things like Roku. We're still traveling towards our destiny through these other systems. So that is the vision that God has sent. That is the mes message he has sent for the body of Christ at this time. There's going to be some things that happen after the outpouring of the glory. The enemy is going to be allowed to attack those who don't turn to God's ways, don't learn them, don't walk according to them. He's going to be given a time where he can attack the churches. It's, this is not to provoke fear. You don't have to go and buy a bunker and be prepared to go underground. It's all metaphorical. Now, let's talk about what makes this a vision and not a dream since it happened at night. And let's also talk about um, what to do when the interpretation doesn't quite fit. So when I first received this, it was at night, but it was so vivid and I couldn't shake it. Visions are like etched into your soul. They're etched into your mind and, and you won't be able to shake it. You won't be able to forget it. Dreams, if you don't write them down, they can leave you know, and, and be t totally wiped from your memory. But a vision is a message from God that he etches into your mind and you recall it and you just can't shake it. You're always thinking about it until you get the interpretation of it and can understand it. Now about that, in that interpretation, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I did not have an easy time with this interpretation at all. I kept trying to do it according to my knowledge, what I knew about dreams and visions, and, and things were just slightly off. A few little things wouldn't fit here and there. It didn't make sense in all the aspects of it. When that happens, you have to do what I did. And I did this Sunday night. I finally said, Holy Spirit, if this dream is from you, you're going to have to show me what it means because this, this, and this don't make sense. You know, I don't get it. What, what are you trying to say here? And as soon as I, in frustration, gave it all up and decided I knew nothing, that's when the information came. Lightning fast, quick with every aspect. We have to let go of what we think we know and let the Holy Spirit take over. You see how many things were different in this dream. I wasn't me. I was the body of Christ, I was, and then I was also agape. This makes a, a critical difference to how the dream is interpreted. And also, it was completely metaphorical. The attacks weren't literal it, um, in, in a way. You know, the enemy is not going to rain down literal fire from heaven, but it's going to be judgments of God. And it's going to give the enemy access to tear down the buildings and destroy the churches across the world. Does anyone have any questions concerning this vision here today? Go ahead, Renee. It happens. It happens. Um, will this be online to listen to later? And will you do a blog on it? Yes to both. Where this and the doctor offers. Yes, and please do share it however the Holy Spirit uh, motivates you to do it because this is his message. You notice I was giving the okay. message to the church, the body of believers, and, and he wasn't really paying that attention. That means most of the body, the majority of it, isn't paying attention mm -hmm. to what, what's going to happen, right. to this judgment that's coming. Mm -hmm. But those of us who are 
we can help we can help arouse the body awaken the body to what's going to happen okay thank you renee great question thank um, you anyone else? you're thank welcome you. lydia what's next so what does onion mean okay so onion the fact that one really kind of had me puzzled because i was like really they're storing up supplies and the supplies are onions you know i was like what is up with that and it took the holy spirit to really reveal the fullness of what that meant so an onion is something that has to be peeled layer by layer remember when we start going into the courts and we start learning god's ways things come off of us in layers onions are also a food that bring us tears they bring us weeping so that means that the many of these revelations will bring a confession and a repentance with weeping like the book of james tells us it should be the new testament says that when we find out we've gone wrong it should be with weeping and with tears and finally onions are something that aren't most people really wouldn't pick one up and eat it you know it's not the most desirable food it's not easy to swallow you know in large chunks um much like the revelation of the courts of heaven and what where the churches have gone wrong what what they have been doing that violates the basic principle that our lord told us to operate under and again that is revealed that principle where they've gone wrong is revealed fully in the book why doesn't god speak to me Sheila says a question about the 501c3. What if you are in a church that is a 501c3? And can you just, does everyone know what that is? That's just a church that's incorporated. That's, that's a church that has government controls over them. Yes. So even if you're not in America, if you're in another country, it, it's a church that is approved by the government. They are dependent upon the approval of their government. Uh, to operate um so i will give you this much and this is all that i know about the attack is that um it involves the one world church set up by the antichrist and how the governments of the world are going to um change the way they look at churches so it's going to be either you you conform to to the antichrist church and become part of it or you, the government will attack you and, and dismember the church. The, the problem with supporting a 501c3 church right now is this, is that if you are tithing and giving into them, the storehouses were destroyed. And, and I believe God is saying that the government is gonna wind up taking a lot of the funding out of them, that those churches themselves will need to remove themselves from those systems and and uh secure their funds in a certain way or, or give them into a, another organization where god is not where god is and god is working so that it can still be used for the kingdom and not taken by the government um so that is the only danger with belonging to a church that's a 501c3 you need to know that the that the lifespan of that church is very limited and if you're sowing into it um the money may not go to that church in the long run that it may be seized by governments wow which is why god is sending that warning to his people not you know i wasn't speaking to all i wasn't speaking to all the churches the people who represented the churches i was speaking directly to the body of christ so did amy have a question about dreams and visions too yes i was just about to tell you amy says just so that i'm clear if you have a dream that you never forget and it just sticks with you and stays in your memory, 
it might be a vision and not a dream? That is correct. The Bible is clear that God can bring you a vision in the nighttime hours. The difference between a dream and a vision is a, a vision. A dream is something that's very um, temporal. It can, it can fade with time. You can forget it over time. Whereas a vision is a message from God by the Holy Spirit that gets etched into your mind and your soul, and it will have meaning later. And, and that, that vision will stay with you until you receive that, that meaning from God. Okay. Um, Jillian, I'm trying to understand this. Any advice how to share this information without churches? Is that what you meant to say, Jillian? I'll unmute you. It was with, it was about with our churches. Oh, with, okay. So any advice how to share this information with our churches? Should we go and tell the pastor, in other words? <laughs> um, the number one thing to do is to pray. Mm -hmm. Pray, pray, pray that, um, that and intercede in prayer. That means confess that the churches are in sin because you see that they're in sin. Um, confess that um, they aren't following fully God's ways as they need to. And with your heart, cry out on behalf of, of those churches for forgiveness because you belong to them. And ask God to speak strongly to them, to reveal to him what is coming. Um, second, if the Lord puts it on your heart, then by all means, send them a link to why doesn't God speak to me? That is the original revelation that can get them on the right path. path. We have had people who've given that book to leaders of other churches and, and the Holy Spirit has brought them to tears and, and made them realize the truth of what, what is going on. So that book can be a powerful tool if um, they don't do um, internet books that we can also, you can also download the PDF and send it to them in that format. You can order a book online if you're inside the U.S. and, and hand them the physical book. That's what I would suggest doing to reach churches. But the first thing is when God, I know um, Lydia, you yourself have just told me today that God has placed certain churches on your heart where yeah. you're concerned about them. That is a call to intercessory prayer because by you standing in for those churches with your heart crying out, oh God, you know, let them learn your ways, give them grace, speak loudly to them. That's, that is what he needs to move in. But the important part to note also is that even though the church buildings were destroyed, some of the leaders did survive. They just had to go underground. It's going to be, um, you know, first God is going to pour out his glory like he did in the time of Acts where signs, wonders, and miracles are happening just like in the book of Acts and it hasn't happened since then. And then after that, just like in the book of Acts, there's going to be an attack of the enemy upon the church and a worldwide depression like there was in the book of Acts and there's going to be a hardship that comes and with it um, will be an attack upon God's leaders it's all very biblical <laughs> according to what God has done in the past and what we're going to see happen again remember God is fair and just and he moves strongly in this world and pours out his glory then when the enemy asks for judgment he gets them after a certain amount of time and they come harder because of the glory Okay, Lydia, any more questions today? Yes. Um, Yolanda is asking if you could just clarify a bit better, what are the consequences again concerning 
tithing to churches that are 501c3s and should we stop tithing there if so would that go against god's word in malachi okay um remember we're supposed to we're ordered like you said to bring the tithe into the storehouse we are all kings and priests under under the order of melchizedek and we're supposed to use that tithe in the right way so now god is bringing a warning that that those storehouses will be destroyed so you have to consider and pray about it and ask the holy spirit um you know if you should start stop supporting these these church entities until they've been removed from the government system do you want the your support of god's kingdom to be taken by the enemy you need to find a church that isn't connected to a 501c3 and tie there there are churches out there this this is not a new message it was actually given um first by the guy who declared trump would be president in 2011 before he even started running and that same guy has been warning about the 501 3c 3c system in america and trump himself called together all the church leaders in america and told them that that was a trap and, and warned them about the 501 3c3 system he has been trying to dismantle it he's put it on hold but he's been unable to make any headway there. And it's because it's gonna be allowed to be used by the enemy for judgment later on. We need to listen to God. That's why God had us organize agape in a very unique way. And if, if other churches would follow this example, then they would be safe. What God had us do was create a charity organization to help God's, feed God's homeless people. Now this is a storehouse that's being set up for that attack that's going to come and through that um, 501c3 charity um, that charity in turn supports uh, the needs of agape they give money directly to agape so you can tithe in uh, using the 501 system 33c ah, 501 c3 c3 system you can tithe in through that system because right now um, America has made it, and so you can't receive funds if you don't have that title. They've, all their financial institutions have put up so many uh, barriers that you cannot collect funds unless you have that, that designation. Um, so that's the reason why God had us create that organization first, and that organization supports the church, not vice versa. Other churches, they are, are declared a 5013C, and then they do charity and outreach through that church system we have it opposite and it's for that purpose to make the church not controlled and under the control of the government oh yes it's slightly different <clears throat> in canada we cannot issue tax receipts unless we are a registered charity so most churches have to apply for charity status and they're pretty strict on on how you qualify you have to say what kind of um you know events you do at your church or if you plan to ever do fundraising or anything like that and whatever you say you're going to do you cannot do anything different and that's the control that, that the enemy will use against yeah. the church not only that are the churches in canada do, do they have to in order to build a building do they have to have that charity status and have that building in the church's name? 
That is the issue. It was the buildings that were destroyed, not the leaders and the churches themselves in the end. Well, most churches end up the, with the charity status so that they can issue receipts. And then in Canada, they also apply to be incorporated because if you're incorporated, then the board is protected. Otherwise, they have to have special insurance for the board. And from what I was told, and we looked into this, that if you're not incorporated and you are all a member of a church, if somebody sues that church, all the members are sued because you're a signed member of the church. So this is where people don't realize that when you sign to become a member, you're actually putting yourself at risk if they're not incorporated. And if they're incorporated, it's going to come trouble down the road. Um, I'm, I'm sure all the other countries across the world have similar things. This isn't just about America. Um, God was just using that as an example because that's what I'm familiar with. He was able to put things in the terms of this country. Um, that This is what you need to look into to become right with God. Yeah. You do have to ask a lot of questions when you join a church or, you know, go to a church. Right. And so remember, there's going to be one more warning before it happens. But this last warning came really close um, to when the attack actually happened. Um, it, it was like first and second and third were all equally spaced apart. And then um, the third and the fourth were like back to back. It was like really close, one on the heels of the other. And that fourth one was the attack itself. It was a net closing in. So there'll, there'll be one more warning, but it's going to be right before the attack happens. And that'll give more clarity to what's going on. But it may be too late to do anything by then. So in Europe, where we lived, the government wanted churches to register with them so that they could have say what goes on in the church. And in exchange, the government will support the pastor. And that became a real problem for their, what they called their national church. So if you were registered with the government and the pastor was paid a salary, people didn't tithe. Because the attitude was, why do I need to tithe? You're paid by the government. But the salary was peanuts. And so we found it very, very difficult to teach the people about tithes and offerings because it just didn't, they couldn't understand why they needed to tithe. And the reason why that happened is because they let another controlling um, force in God's church. Yeah. And God doesn't like that. <laughs> so that's the reason why they were experiencing those issues. So Joyce had a good point. She says in Switzerland, it's become too expensive to keep a church going. So churches are now empty and closing down. That is what you're going to see all across the world yeah. is that the government will attack churches in such a way uh, that their, their income, their finances are going to be taken. That's what the broken windows meant, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that in the interpretation, the broken windows um, mean, you know, God says God will open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing you cannot contain. The windows on half of the church were receiving messages and different things and, and provision from heaven. And those windows were now broken. That wow. means that, that the first attack is really going to hamper the church's ability to receive 
from God. And that's why they need to be prepared. So really, if you think about it, house churches or smaller churches tend to be doing it the correct way. If Christians would just stop asking for a tax receipt, and, and if they're sincerely tithing onto the Lord, don't worry about a tax receipt, then everything would be running God's way. Yes, but there is, a, there is um, you know, there are those people who, and that's the reason why we have, we have the 501c3 with Agape uh, Assistance Association, is because there are people who are in a financial position where they can give um, a lot, right? If yeah. it's under 10,000, you actually don't need a receipt, but if it's over 10,000 in order to be, uh, keep from the, having to pay the government 50%, so if you give more than $10,000, you have to give the government 50% of that. No, oh, why bother? And so, so that's why it's important to have that 501c3. So if somebody wants to give a huge donation, they can do that without the government getting half of it. Okay, well, if no one else has any other questions about uh, this vision and what's coming, again, don't panic. Uh, you know, talk to the Holy Spirit, talk to the Lord, and, and find out what he wants you to do um wait until you get a strong leading and guiding by the holy spirit if you're not hearing from the holy spirit uh take the hearing from god course uh keep going through the academy uh by the way i'll be speaking oh gosh am i going to be speaking on that when am i going to be speaking on that lord actually I'll, i'm going to be posting in um, the courts of heaven group later today about why your hearing from god opens up when you come to the academy and especially when you come to appointments. God revealed that to me. And it was through a German vision. So why don't I just talk about it now very briefly? We have just a few minutes. Um, I, I noticed that people, when they come to this ministry and join with this ministry, that they're, they're seeing and hearing the spirit realm just opens up and blooms tremendously. And I was talking to God about, uh, I, was, I, was, uh, not talk, I was talking to God about other things and he reminded me of a visit that I had with an angel. I posted about it, I think on Saturday. It was the very first call. It was the very first time God called me into action under my designation, underneath my calling of God. And I was actually literally anointed by an angel. I actually felt the physical oil on my head and on my face. Um, and it was during that visit that God I asked him what he wanted me to do, and it was to pray for people's spiritual eyes to be opened, for them to hear from God. That was the point of that visitation from the angel. So I, I posted about that on my page. I will share that in the Courts of Heaven group so you can see that article and have your faith stirred up. I'll probably put that in the academy somewhere so that when you come to the academy, you'll know why. We ask you to join with us. And when you come to the training visits of other people, I pray and I ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I ask that the Holy Spirit speak to all of us and, and reveal to us all that he would have us know. And, it, and it's, that is what God has anointed me specifically to do for his people, is to open the eyes of their spirit and their understanding to him and his kingdom and to see things in the spiritual realm, see and hear things. So I thought that was kind of cool that God brought that all around. He's been, he's been really bringing things back from way back in my past, from years ago, and saying, see, and this is how it's being used now 
and see, this is, this is where I meant for this to be used. So isn't that cool, Lydia? Very cool, because that's funny you're saying that. I, I said to the Lord just yesterday, um, I see things happening that remind me of when I was first saved. And I said, Lord, am I going around the mountain again? I just feel at times, I don't know, it could be something somebody says to me or things going on. And it's like deja vu. It's the fullness of that purpose, which he first implanted in your heart, that is starting to be revealed now. It's that, that branch of your destiny that's coming to pass. So he's opening your eyes to reveal, oh yeah, this is how that applies. This is how you're starting to walk in this now. This is how this is being fulfilled in your life. So anyone who wants to hear and more, hear and see more in the spiritual realm and know what God wants you to do uh, and have a little better uh, time hearing from God, come and join us in the academy. Join with the visits of others. And by dedicating that small portion of your time to learning God's ways and helping his people, those prayers that are being prayed, I didn't realize how important it was and why. We are seeing this happen. Lydia mentioned it the other day that when they when people come to the appointments with me, all of a sudden they seem to be hearing and seeing way more. And it's like this gift opened up. And that's why. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us how that, that experience with heaven is manifesting in your kingdom for your glory. Okay, if there aren't any more questions, Lydia, I'm going to dismiss this meeting today. Thank you all for joining with us. This has been a very long uh, dream interpretation meeting. I pray that the Holy Spirit will grant you wisdom and discernment and open your eyes to see and hear from God. I pray that he will show you what paths to walk on in the future so that you're rightly aligned for what's coming from the kingdom of God in a very short time. Thank you all for coming today. I hope you'll join us with another dream interpretation meeting. You can find out when we're scheduled at agapecf.org. So you're, you can have help interpreting your dreams and ask questions concerning how to interpret dreams. Until next week, shalom.